Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about the monster who sucks blood. Welcome to the Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We hit 30,000 listens this week, which just blows my mind. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this podcast. If you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, that would mean the world to me and to Porter. So on with today's creepy creature. It was a warm June day in 2007 when Phyllis Cannon saw the chupacabra. It was slipping through the pastures on her south central Texas ranch in broad daylight. She saw the creature. It was hairless, canine looking with blue gray flesh and bony limbs. Soon after, her husband had found that one of the chickens had its throat torn open and it was drained of blood. Over the next few days, the mysterious predator struck again, leaving what appeared to be chickens with their blood completely gone across their whole ranch. They set up cameras hoping to catch it in the act, and when that didn't work, she asked her neighbors to let them know if they had captured or killed it. And it was in mid-July when a neighboring rancher called to say that one of the creatures had been hit by a car near his property. As Cannon stood puzzling over this scrawny body, they got another call about another strange carcass. This one closer to Cannon's ranch. She sped back in her car, and there it was, thin, hairless, and bizarre. She loaded it up into a tractor and took it back to the ranch to photograph it. And since then, it's one of the most well-known creature sightings today. Chupacabra, in Latin American popular legend, is a monstrous creature that attacks animals and consumes their blood. The name is derived from the Spanish word chupar, which means to suck, and cabra, which means goat, which can be translated as goat sucker. As a fearsome but probably non-existent creature, the chupacabra has been characterized as the southern equivalent of the Sasquatch. 
Chupacabras were first reported in 1995 in Puerto Rico, where they were blamed for attacks on goats, sheep, and other domestic animals, supposedly leaving uneaten carcasses that were completely drained of blood. The first early reports described the creature that stood upright and resembled a large reptilian kangaroo with huge red eyes. No actual specimens were found, and the skeptics suggested that witnesses may have been influenced by a movie that had recently been put out. Sightings kept coming in throughout the Americas and as far north as the United States. A different type of chupacabra was also reported in many of the same places, which is similar to the story we just heard. These chupacabras were smaller and they stood on four feet. They were generally canine in appearance, but hairless. The original stories is it said that they look like a spine-backed alien, a winged kangaroo, or a goblin, even a predatory monkey, or an unusual ambitious mongoose. The only thing that seemed to stay the same in all of these stories was that it had an unusual desire for blood. The only known mammal that is known to completely live off blood are the vampire bats. There's no other mammal known, especially one that's large, that lives completely on blood. Interesting enough, vampire bats are actually found in the same areas that the chupacabra is known to have been sighted or seen. So Phyllis Cannon, she actually kept the body of the chupacabra and got the DNA tested. And it came back as though it was a mangy, sickly coyote or dog. Mange is a skin disease that happens to mammals. It's caused by a parasitic mite. And what happens is it causes severe itching, hair loss, and the formation of scabs and lesions. So what they believe people are seeing is a dog or a coyote that has completely lost its um, hair on its fur um, because it's been itching and scratching because of mange. Often it might be described of a reptile type animal since its fur is mostly gone. First reported attack was attributed to the chupacabra in March of 1995 in Puerto Rico. Eight sheep were found dead, each with three cut injuries in the chest area and were totally drained of blood. A few months later in August, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolinto said she saw the creature in a Puerto Rican town where as many as 150 animals and pets were reportedly killed. Back in 1975, there were similar killed killings in the residential area of Mocha, where they were credited to the El Vampiro de Mocha, the Vampire of Mocha. First, they thought the killings were actually done by people, but later more killings were reported around the island and numerous homesteads revealed losses of their animals as well. Each animal was reported to have its body bled through with a series of small circular incisions. An analysis was done by a vet veterinarian of 300 reported victims of the chupacabra found that they, the creatures had not actually been bled completely dry seemed as though their blood was extracted. If you believe that the chupacabra is actually a mange coyote or dog, um, what they think is they begin to attack farm animals because they're easier to get to versus if they tried to kill a rabbit or a deer that would take a lot more energy. I would love to know what you think. Do you think that the chupacabra is real? What do you think it looks like? Would you like to search for the chupacabra? 
If you would like to see any pictures on the Chupacabra, we have them on the website, mysterykidspod.com. And there we also have a picture for you guys to color this week. I love, I love drawing these coloring pictures for you guys every week. So I would love to see it if you took a picture and sent it to us either on Facebook or Instagram, the Mystery Kids Podcast. I also will have a link on our website to kidsconnect.com where they actually put together a bunch of different worksheets. They have, um, a mystery word word search, a who am I, have you seen the Chupacabra, the Chupacabra history. Um, they have a bunch of cool worksheets. So I'll have that linked on our website also. So our animal of the week. So I actually picked out this animal because we already did a creature, but I actually picked out this animal because it lives in the Gulf of Mexico. And since we were talking kind of all around that area, um, and this one is super weird looking, I thought it was the perfect creature to talk about. Let's talk about the goblin shark. All right, so this is a deep sea shark. It's not actually very well known, and it's sometimes called the living fossil. Goblin sharks can be easily identified because it has this long, flattened snout. Males can reach up to 12.6 feet or 3.8 meters, and females can reach up to lengths of 12.2 feet or 3.7 meters. And the heaviest goblin shark found weighed about 210 kilograms or 460 pounds. So it's a bottom-dwelling shark. It's usually found in the Atlantic, Indian, and Pacific Ocean and in the Gulf of Mexico. So it's got this really long flattened snout and it's got a really long head with tiny eyes and five very short gill openings. The mouth is really large and its body is really soft and flabby. So it almost looks like it has I don't know, like a large sword on top of his head, but not like a swordfish. It's really weird looking. You have to look at a picture of it. It is definitely not a pretty shark. This shark is believed to live a solitary life, which means it's mostly alone. It is most active in the morning and in the evening. It can travel up to 15 miles per hour and it can hang out in the depths between 890 to 3,150 feet and even has been found as deep as 4,300 feet. The thing that makes this creature so weird is that the goblin shark's top and bottom teeth are attached to ligaments or bands of skin tissue, which are tucked into its mouth. And if the prey is just out of reach, the shark can extend the elastic tissue out of its mouth to nab the food. It loves to eat fish and squid. I hope you enjoyed these little facts on the goblin shark, and I would love to know what you think about it. Thanks for listening. On the next episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about a tsunami, a sticky tsunami.